Greetings from Parts Unknown. My name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I am joined by... Kevin, the backwoodsman wood. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm also joined today by... Scott Yeager from the Challenge Mania podcast. Exactly, man. Hey, welcome back, buddy. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun talking uh, SummerSlam weekend with you guys and uh, ready to talk about... So where is Teddy, by the way? Yeah. Where... Um, um, well, Teddy seems to be calling out sick because... He does not want to give up his general manager position as he is supposed to be doing. So, with that said, he has till Friday. So, uh, hashtag time's up. Biatch. May I just say that I miss the greatest general manager in the history of this podcast? He's the only general manager we ever had in this podcast. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, Anyway, listen. Teddy was supposed to announce his replacement by now, so I'm not even going to wait for him. I actually have some uh, phone interviews that I'm conducting tomorrow. We're actually recording on a Wednesday, so tomorrow I'm going to be doing those interviews, and when I release the episode on Friday, I'm going to put those interviews at the end of the episode so we could uh, hire our new general manager by committee. That know? should be fun. Do, yeah. the, uh, do the applicants know that they're going to be recorded? Or yeah, is I don't this, think that's legal. Yeah, is no, this yeah, I mean, uh, the V. Stiviano podcast? Well, it's, it, oh, Jesus. It's, listen, man, I'm, if they're going to be on the air, you know, or on the pod, they have to, have to see how they, they perform on. Uh, so it's implicit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's like, hey, listen, it's kind of like an audition session, you know, slash. Have you considered maybe just getting a constable? For a little bit and it's just maybe <laughs> no like, because constables are fucking dumb <laughs> that position is dude, dumb dude anyone please. oh my god he's gonna go anyone, on a rant he's gonna go on a rant uh, anyone who would be a constable is probably not very good at their job or anything that they do in life i'm looking forward to the wwe writer or creative team member you know, getting fired and then going on a podcast a year from now and being able to tell the origin story of how Vince, what movie he saw on like a plane where he was like, Constable, I love it. It's the King's English. Let's have a constable, damn it. <laughs> yeah, maybe Baron- he was just constipated. <laughs> yeah, Baron Corbin sucks, guys. Don't don't watch his segments. Jesus. Are you going to start? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I miss you, Teddy. Even though you're wrong about Baron Corbin, I miss you. I wish you were sitting right here. That'd be fantastic. If he was here hearing all this. Like if he was like right next to Scott right now. And it's like that Huckleberry Finn thing. You're hiding in the rafters or your own funeral. You hear everybody speaking well of you. That'd be sweet. Hiding in the rafters. Isn't that what, yeah. Is that what the, the whole Sting thing is? Sting was there while Tony Schiavone was singing his praises saying, we need Sting. Sting needs to help. It's the only one who can save us from the NWO. And there he is in the rafters watching on a small screen. He's got TNT on his little... With his black bat, which I never knew where that shit came from. Why, why the bat? I don't know, but if Teddy said something right now, he'd probably, if, he, if Teddy was here right now, he'd probably say something that would make me want to throw up. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think for all three of us, he'd probably be that, be that reaction. Sonny, Scott, do you, guys, uh, do you guys at least kind of miss Teddy? To shit, hell no. I do, yeah. Yeah, hashtag me too. Okay, too soon. Let's <laughs> not mock the movements that are sweeping the nation right now for comedy's sake. That's not nice. Well, speaking of movements that were not for comedy's sake, but for a glorious sake, all in. That shit was awesome, man. That was a tremendous pay-per-view. Um, I'm not even, I know that's like my thing, but that was actually like whatever tremendous is, that's what that was. So, okay, real quick, enlighten us on your journey out to All In. 
after you take a bite of that burger. <laughs> you, went, you went all in? I did. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I went out there. That's I why got- he's not your your Kevin Wood anymore. Oh. He's our Kevin Wood. He's the yep Kevin Wood. <laughs> There's only one person that Kevin Wood belongs to on this podcast. Kevin Wood please goes to say, Chicago. No, please don't say it, Teddy. He's the former general. No. Um, <laughs> I uh, I flew out there on Friday. I... Uh, I, I got some deep dish pizza. I saw my friend Sig. I asked him why he got a tongue ring once upon a time. That's a separate story. Yeah, I want to know that. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, um, I didn't realize that like Schaumburg, Illinois, was like a ridiculously far distance from downtown Chicago. The whole day I was, I, I went to downtown Chicago that morning and thought I had plenty of time. And then suddenly there was like a bus that got canceled Saturday night. So I wound up having to take a $50 Uber to make it to all in. Yo, that was what your text was about, right? $50 fucking Uber to go to a wrestling show. And it was worth every penny. Did you not go to StarCast? I didn't. I didn't. What kind of fan are you, man? Yeah. Well, Jesus, man. There's only so much wrestling I can fit into my life, Yo, dude, I ain't gonna front. When I saw the alerts for StarCast and that they were streaming the uh, panels that they were doing, I came really close to, to spending that $100 on it. I, I'm sure I'll have some point to listen to Tony Schiavone talk about his ball sack in the future live I and in feel person. Like the hard part is getting to Chicago and then from there, you know, I have a friend who's just like a supermarket and he went, I think he's like, and he's super cheap too and he like took a bus from Buffalo or something but he actually was able to just like sneak into a bunch of stuff at StarCast. He got like the cheapest bracelet and then I was talking to someone who will remain nameless who mentioned that a lot of the people who bought the VIP experiences were pissed because everyone else got to just kind of waltz in. Meanwhile, the poor people were ecstatic that they got to sneak in and waltz in and see all these podcast tapings. So you could have been one of them. I talked to, I took an Uber with a guy uh, Sunday who, by the way, he, he was in Chicago, but he lived in, he, he lives in New York and I actually sold him on the, on the, the Yep viewing parties he was just like what oh, dope, yeah i was like I, I meant to actually tell you this off air like i was like yeah so 50 dollar uber for you but 50 dollars in profit for sunny uh, yeah like, shit hey i ain't mad at it um but yeah he was like yeah like i've i've wanted to to do something like that i didn't know that they could actually that they actually did that there oh, you had to like, watch yeah. wrestling naked and alone in your basement and i didn't know that there was another option in your parents basement Where i was you know, in your do parents a solid of not specifying <laughs> that it's paul Heyman's parents basement but go ahead um but uh yeah he was telling me that he just like went to the hotel saturday like around like 12 or 1 and just like got in and was going to events and stuff like that so the security was the shits so you know what's so crazy is that you know i was checking out a lot of stuff that was going on over there you know speaking to different people and and get, and getting some reports back and the event i heard was amazing i mean it was a great event all the panels starcast as as well as all in uh the one thing i did hear back as far as you know the con of it uh or the bad stuff that went on was that it wasn't Con like convention or con like con artist? Like con as in pros and the cons. Oh, okay, con, so, the third the, meaning of the word. Yeah, con, yeah. Right. So the idiot. pros were that it was a really good event and, and everything else, but the you know the cons of it were that it wasn't extremely well organized. Um, there was uh, some of the things wasn't really communicated well as far as. Uh, pricing and. You know you have, who you have to blame for that. Ironically, is Conrad. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. I, I really don't know. I really don't know who was that as, as far as who's to blame, but I mean, listen, 
an event of this scope being it being done for the first time listen you know what Scott and I have gone to Comic-Con. I don't know if you've gone to Comic-Con in New York. I, I actually have. All right, because I, I haven't seen you there, but Scott and I have seen each other at Comic-Con, and we both know for a fact that even though they're a big business owned by Reed Pop and all that, there are things that are not run smoothly. So for these guys to be doing it for the first time, I'm not surprised that there wasn't things that didn't go as planned, but given that I haven't heard any feedback that it was a complete shit show is a hell of a lot of great news and it's all perspective because if you're again if you're the person who did your due diligence you bought the tickets early you spent a lot of money you're probably pissed that the guy behind you was just like whoa i just snuck in here i'm gonna meet marty squirrel but if you're that guy who can't afford to do all that who got to sneak in and meet marty squirrel you had the time of your life and you're kind of glad that it was you know run a little differently so oh if you don't even stress that shit it's like all right he got his he got his can i actually continue to spread a rumor that i heard on the dave Meltzer podcast which is conrad apparently said that all the younger talent, so like your young bucks and your, or, you know, your bullet clubs and your this and that, showed up and they had a great time. They didn't second guess anything. A lot of the older guys, the older wrestlers, showed up and when they saw how huge it was, tried to renegotiate and stick them up for more money. I'm not surprised. That's what they did in the 80s, and now that doesn't fly. It's like, you got yeah. a contract. Like, Professional wrestling might have uh, people that would try to rip other people off. It's just funny, though, that, like, for instance... I mean, the young dudes were like, no, we know this is going to be awesome, and it is awesome, and we feel like we got a fair deal. These older dudes were probably like, wow, a thousand bucks? That's a lot for one one booking or whatever. Then they show up, and they're like, wait, well, there's a few hundred people here? I deserve $2,000. Well, like, you know what? I, I think it's not just about the older wrestlers. It just tends to be about people from a different generation because I've been in similar situations where, you know, in, in different forms of entertainment that I worked in where talent tries to change shit up last minute when they realize, oh, damn, I undersold myself. And it's definitely been something that I've noticed that people that are of a particular generation, they don't understand, like, yo, just stick to your fucking word. You know, and it's and it's sad. It's, I think it transcends more of, of that generation as opposed to just... You know, it being the wrestlers trying to go into business for themselves, which is, is sad, you know. And, and it's like, if as far as I know, I haven't heard any rumors that anybody did get the renegotiation that they wanted. But well, I'm I mean, glad they did. To be honest with you, if they were really putting their feet down and they didn't end up canceling, I wouldn't be surprised if Conrad. I mean, I, I didn't look, I'm not trying to spread rumors or anything, but. I didn't hear whether they did or, did or didn't get what they wanted. All I heard is that they had tried, and, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if... Look, because, you know, you're in the same deal. Talent, when they come to you and they try to switch it up on you, if the one option is disappointing 500 people who bought an autograph ticket and then going and having to sue the guy after, you'll be like, all right, here's the extra 500 bucks. Just shut the F up about it. And don't tell anybody that you did that so I have 10 other people asking me. But the funny thing is that that shit always gets out. And especially with them dudes from back then, that shit would have gotten out by now. Because it, it, it was such a big weekend that somebody would have ended up bragging about it at some point. Yeah, well, these are guys who probably don't even have social media. And the other thing is these are the guys who aren't... The younger guys go there and they see, oh, this is awesome. And they're 
happy because they're going to benefit from this. They're on the indie circuit. The next one they're going to be booked on. These guys are wrestling on the show. If you're, I don't know, fill in the blank. I don't know. I'll use an example. It probably wasn't him. But if you're Scott Steiner, who got brought in for whatever X amount of money, and I'm not saying it was him, but Scott Steiner isn't benefiting five years down the line from the success of All In. He's really kind of a one-off, a legend, adding to the kind of roster at StarCast. So from his perspective, he sees that it's, you know, bigger than he thought it would be. He's like, shit, I just need the extra grand now. I don't care if this is the beginning of a movement, per se, you know. I actually had a friend who or, who helped book a show in San Francisco about 10 years ago at the Cow Palace, who a couple of wrestlers that we'll say are Scott Steiner's peers okay. uh, at the last minute held up uh, my friend who was like the assistant to the booker uh, for about $1,000 a person. Uh, and essentially he had to he had to get the funds that day and pay it like it that's not like an uncommon occurrence with within that industry yeah i mean that's well well the thing is that i've also been in situations where a very well-named well-known dj in new york city pulls some similar bullshit like oh well you know what uh I got another booking, but if you want me, then you got to pay me extra. Meanwhile, that person was booked well in advance, you know. Yeah, Calvin Harris is a dick, everybody. That's just what I'm going to say. Well, that's not the DJ, but yeah, let's just say. Let's just uh, say. Your new music's not even that good. Sweet Nothing was a terrible song. But yeah, uh, but moving on, I mean, listen. All In was a great event. I'm jealous that I wasn't there. It felt like something it would have been cool to well, be Well, dude, at. you should have been at Legends because Legends was freaking off the chain. Jealous bro. I wasn't here either. Dude, we had... So we so here's the thing. Whenever it comes to a non-WWE event, we always get asked if we're going to do a viewing party. Now, the problem is that whenever we look into it, the reception is, hey, you're going to do one, you're going to do one, you're going to do one. But then when we start reaching out to people like, hey, we can, are you definitely coming through? The answer's always very like, oh, well, maybe, blah, blah, blah. So then for this one, the response kept on kept on becoming, yeah, I'm down. As it started to, to materialize, you know, with three days left, we said, you know what, hell with it. Let's just pull the trigger on it. Because with different pay-per-views, it's, you know, it's different, the different technicalities that come into play into whether or not we can actually do a viewing party, what have you. And it worked out. So... We put it together three days later. We expected to do just the mezzanine, and we ended up doing the mezzanine and half of the main floor with three days to go. And it was a great event, a lot of new people. Uh, once again, real quick, thank you for coming out. If you're one of those people that was here with us, having a great time, we saw a lot of new faces. A lot of people, it was funny, a lot of people that never really make it to a Sunday viewing party because of work or what have you. And they came through, and dude, it was so crazy at Legends that we had such a great time, man. Um, I will say, like, there will be uh, further discussion about this on on another platform. But if you guys could pick, uh, if you guys could pick your favorite moment from the show, what would it be? Uh, <clears throat> I had a couple, but to be honest with you, the the thing that I just popped the the biggest for was on the pre-show that battle royal was just such an awesome mix of nostalgia, great just like spot placement. I'm not even someone who follows Ring of Honor and, and being the elite so closely that the Flip Gordon thing resonated with me personally, but just the, the way that like, you know, Bully Ray looks like he's going to win. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's a good finish. And then this other guy does. And I, I get the narrative because I've heard of the book flip stuff. 
and I just thought all oh, this Tommy Dreamer got a moment. I mean, Tommy Dreamer's. I haven't seen Tommy Dreamer have a, have a relevant 15 seconds in a match in a long time. That was amazing. Billy Gunn, his son. I mean, really cool stuff in there. Um, but that in the main event, they, I, both equally made me feel like I was just so happy to be a wrestling fan for those two matches. My favorite, my favorite moment of the night had to be when Cody Rhodes won, and 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 it's because of the fact that I used to watch his father. As an in-ring competitor, yes, I'm old. And, <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed watching the, you know, it's the father and now the son. And and seeing, and also, it's, it's a thing that I, you know, I'm a big supporter of people who are able to accomplish a passion. Because that's, you know, something that I feel like I'm on that journey right now. Where I've taken a passion and something I've done for a long time and, and I'm kind of... Renew with a new with, with a renewed passion now, doing everything that I've been doing with Yep, and it, it was a thing where I was like, yeah, man, like I was rooting for him for it to be a success as well as for him to have a great match because it's like I kind of it's 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 relative, you know. I I feel like I could see certain things that he's gone through with stuff that I've gone through, so I that was my favorite moment, and uh, also honorable mention freaking uh, Joey Ryan with that whole entrance man that shit was so stupid <laughs> i was gonna say can can we can we take a take a wild guess at what teddy's favorite moment was oh yeah i'm sure that was it i i uh i actually saw the show uh live with my girlfriend who's not a wrestling fan whatsoever and uh the fucking the the dicks coming out the the dick druids was like by far her favorite the, like she we went to see drake last week and she was like that was as good as anything that happened at the fucking drake drake concert does that not happen at the drake they don't have dick druids no surprisingly no no dick druids no dick flips you know no famous dick wrestler joey ryan I, oh my god sonny baby you're doing it baby if you will I'm glad you like me at Dusty Road. I got to say, my favorite part about that was the entrance is when they had Diamond Dallas Page and uh, Tommy Dreamer coming out rubbing their shoulders and then they had that dog. I, I, you know, again, like I was watching the show with a non-wrestling fan who was sort of using her as like an avatar to see sort of how effective what they were doing it sounded was. really sexual, by the way. Oh, I was using man. her as an avatar. Using Just going to throw that out avatar. there. Um, but no, but but like she has no idea. She doesn't know about being the elite. She doesn't know about the Bullet Club or anything like that. When I explained like the history behind that match, at the end of the match, she actually was like, "Shit!" Like I'm getting kind of emotional, just like because of just like all the meaning behind it and just the, just him holding that. Even though that spot uh, when DDP came out and stuff was really awkward. I don't know how it was on TV. In the arena, it was really awkward. With the, with in the white towel, baby, when it was trying to save him from throwing the X up. Divide, baby, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, so many great moments. My personal uh, favorite was either that or the uh, Okada Marty Scroll match. Too long. Went 12 minutes too long. And that's why they had to cut the main event. That's true. Uh, but it was a fucking great match. Yeah, and it's unfortunate but, yeah. that it wasn't worth cutting that main event, dude. That main event, yeah, was that sick. main event was sick, so dude. Good. Also, that main event is that like the best like not ten minute match it was like you've ever left. seen? Yeah, I, I think I forget what it was, but Meltzer had the exact time. The, the yeah. best rushed match you've sure. ever seen. Well, it, it was. It felt so weird that they had to rush it the way they did because I mean, listen, when I'm hosting a viewing party, it, it one of the things I gotta tell you. I was very thrown off on my rhythm as compared to WWE event because, you know, I like to get it was good. Well, aside from that, (laughs) you know, usually I'm able to time my my 
my moments on the microphone to interact with the crowd, make sure everybody's having a great time. So I didn't know when to jump on the mic. And it was like very much kind of like a red light, green light, one, two, three kind of thing. So it was weird because at the end of the, of the, the whole card, I wasn't sure if it was the actual end or if there was something else going to pop up because it's the first time. So you don't know. All right. So when it, it suddenly ended, I was kind of thrown off. And then I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me get on the, on the mic and say, wish everybody a good night and everything. <laughs> it was very different. Did either of you think that that bandito guy was actually Neville in a mask because they had the same exact body? Uh, I I actually so I arrived to the arena right after that table spot happened. Like literally, the crowd was. Oh no was, no sorry, not that guy. The guy in the main like I I knew that it wasn't, but the guy in the main event who was like the standout on the Rey Mysterio team, he to me had like the same exact body as ne- I know it wasn't Neville, but I'm just saying. You know, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, he's just Neville in a mask and he's awesome and he's spinning around and he's great. So I did I didn't notice that because like being in the arena I mean I'm in I'm far. in the upper date but but I'm in the upper deck at that point and stuff like that. Um that would have been such a great reveal. Oh my god. If they would have gotten real the life pins, guys good. Well the thing is it would have been another re- a reveal kinda of like the one they did with, with Chris Jericho, which was pretty cool, but it kind of expected. Yeah. Because well, it, it, it went it went on a little long. It was a long, dark period, but the commentators covered it well because they were like, they were they actually started throwing the show under the bus. They were like, "This is what happens, guys. It's the first time show. Yeah, new yeah, building. exactly." And I was like, I started to feel bad for him. I was like, "Oh no, oh man, it couldn't have gone perfectly, huh?" And then they, then obviously they cut back to uh, Phoenix or and now Pentagon, and now he's got a huge tattoo on his arm, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, good." By the way, you just brought up something that that wants to to break down that a lot of people wouldn't didn't probably. Well, I know a lot of people there didn't know. But like us at the viewing party, when we started the pay-per-view, we actually had issues with the stream. And it was it was a thing where we tried to go on to, to the stream and it, it, it just wasn't connecting. And then I tried to go onto their website to try and see if I go a different route. You know, because pay-per-view was purchased. That goes to show you how crazy that event was when your site is crashing because you didn't anticipate the type of viewership that you that you got. And if anything, it's that's actually one of the best things about it because it shows, yo, you know what? You got something. What's cool is that, I mean, you left and right, you're looking at ways to not spend money on WWE events. It's, oh, you know, in the 90s, it was, oh, you got so-and-so has a black box, and we, have, we get all of them for free. Now we're all paying $9.99 for the network or not even. You just got your buddy's password. For this, I feel like people were happy to give $39.99 to the Young Bucks and to Cody because, you know, you know, pay-per-view companies getting 5%, 10%, whatever, but they're getting the majority of it, and you're part of a movement. Yeah. I think bigger being a part of a, of a, of a movement and a first-time thing is a bigger factor that you know in 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 the culture that we live in right now i think everyone's yearning to be a part of something and i think this was like that perfect thing on a wrestling tip that made everybody say yo we're here on the ground floor this is something new let's support it let's really go you know go all in on it (laughs) and when's the last time wrestling's really the the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that was the last time wrestling really had a movement like this was maybe when Daniel Bryan, you know, the lead up to WrestleMania 30. Um, and even then you can you can argue that it was, you know, maybe a little bit uh, not facilitated, but what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it, it was, well, the thing is that it was WWE-ified. Yes. 
I think mean, Ring of Honor's actually, actually gotten close. close, but these guys knew how to knock it out of the park. You know, recently they actually did. I mean, I remember when they had the Hardys, who then obviously, you know, WWE says now we want them back. But that whole weekend went. You know, there were more people excited about that Hardys Young Bucks Ring of Honor show in Orlando than there were going to NXT to watch. You know, Sami Zayn and Nakamura, whatever they put up against it. And Ring of Honor didn't necessarily then. You know capitalize on it it's part of the reason is some of the guys ended up leaving after that adam cole ends up leaving after that but that being said you've you've felt it and i think these guys who were a lot of them were there the young bucks cody rhodes felt it and decided okay maybe we create a completely new platform so that you know ring of honor as good as it feels to be a ring of honor fan it's been around for 15 years so there's a little bit of all we have to do is kind of rebrand this and now people think oh my god i'm at the first ccw show yes i'm at the first ring of honor show again I'm at the first TNA show even again, but you can't recreate that, so let's just come up with a new name for it. That's that's something I was saying last week was how it feels like what what they're what sort of like the I guess like you could say like the bullet club in their own way is doing right now is what like I think that a lot of wrestling fans always kind of thought TNA would eventually do be become that essentially like like a second brand, become that WWE alternative. And they never really did that. You know, Ring of Honor obviously has produced like a ton of talent. I don't think that they they were essentially like the like the spiritual successor to ECW, but I don't think that they ever uh, captured the excitement and the buzz that ECW had in the late '90s. And I don't know if it, you know, in a lot of ways, like their their legacy is greater, but. I just don't know if they ever... I don't think their legacy is greater. I don't think so at all. I, I mean in the sense that like they, they lasted longer and they produced a bunch of guys that went on to become WWE champion. But I don't think that their legacy is better in the sense that like... But I would say like Paul Heyman created the guys in ECW. He took a guy who could only do this or was this big and created a character that then WWE saw them and said, okay, now there's something. Whereas Ring of Honor is just the place that all these guys who are awesome got to wrestle for 45 minutes in a row. Yeah. Well, that's because what he did is that he played to the strengths of the talent he had as opposed to trying to put a round a round peg in a square hole or or however you want to say that. that. Oh, I miss you, Teddy. Oh. <laughs> Instead of putting a square peg in a round hole and just adjust that character to whatever is going to be. You know? The Ring of Honor, to be honest with you, there's people who I think have gone from Ring of Honor to WWE, and WWE has done more with them or actually you know, capitalized on more than just their in-ring prowess, whereas Paul Heyman, a lot of these guys, for the most part, they go somewhere else, and now you start to see their flaws. Now they're marketed a little bit watered down and whatnot. And like I said, ECW, I credit with creating a lot of that, you know, creating the technical wrestling swell that WCW adopted, creating the luchador craze in the U.S., all that stuff, whereas Ring of Honor, I think, had already kind of capitalized on the stuff ECW was doing well. They took a little bit of the grossness out of it, they, a little less gratuitous with the violence and the cursing and the, and the women and stuff like that. And now they're just kind of letting these guys shine in the ring. Um, but the All In, I think, has capitalized on the Ring of Honor audience, but brought it to a big... It, it had a WWE feel to it. Well, it had, a, it had a WWE feel because of the, the level of which this independent show was done. And because of the fact that we're talking about dudes that know what it is to work in a big company. They brought they brought what they wanted, what they needed to bring to the table. I mean, 
they brought elements from every single company. I mean, even UFC, the way that they brought out Love Cody that. and and, and uh, Nick Aldis. That was so cool. Yeah, I mean, and and you had some people that were known figures coming out with them. So I mean, it, it's. But way whole, to make those people thing. mean something. Like, when was the last time Diamond Dallas Page, Tommy Dreamer, and then Jeff Jarrett, who came out with When was the last time those guys meant anything in a WWE context? And just by walking out as, like, a corner man, unannounced, whatever, they felt cooler and more relevant than they have in 10 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because of the whole UFC corollary that, that was created by them coming out with them. And that's how legends are relevant in the UFC. Guys like yeah. Ricardo Almeida, who had a, you know, he had a pretty good UFC career, but he retires, he becomes a trainer, and now, oh, you see him in a corner, you know? Yeah. And that was awesome. At the end of All In, everyone's talking about whether a year from now all these guys, your Cody, your Young Bucks, your Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, are these guys going to be in WWE or are we setting up for an All In too, whether it's in Chicago, MSG or whatever? I pose the question to you two, Kevin and Sonny. Uh, a year from now, are you happier? Are you more content knowing these guys are all on board with Vince or are you happier knowing they held their ground and they're still together in the indie scene doing an all in too. I think it's tough because the only one of those guys that I think would it would it would be worth it for him to go to WWE would be Kenny. I could see a situation where he goes I there. I could see he's the only one that I think would go there and potentially not whatever he does disappoint us. Sonny? Um honestly I want them to stay where they are because of the fact that more competition creates more variety which creates wrestling into a bigger which makes wrestling a bigger thing than what it is right now which is what's needed for wrestling to progress and evolve into a a much bigger form of entertainment that gains even more respect over time what a great story it was seeing Drew McIntyre get fired from WWE, go and do the indies, get a new body, and then they're calling him and begging him to come back. I see a similar potential story down the line with Cody Rhodes, who they they won't even let him use the last name Rhodes. That is the best storyline ever. Him wrestling Triple H at WrestleMania to get the name Rhodes back. Come on, that that baby, that's money, baby, if you will. But let's uh, let's talk about. That's Raw. actually pretty cool. That's actually a pretty cool. Uh, that would be that would that would actually be a pretty cool uh, stipulation to make that happen. And I could definitely see them at some point doing some kind of uh, joint function. But you know what? Drew McIntyre, great point on that. Let's talk about Raw right now, gentlemen. Or the wrestling, the Monday night wrestling program, as I like to, as I prefer to say. So uh, we had the Shield and they got arrested. So uh, what do you guys think? Scott, do you have any uh, hot takes about wrestlers getting arrested? Yeah, I'm, I'm so over wrestlers getting arrested and then coming back by hour three. It is just like, I just, I can't take it. I can't take it. Did you guys see Corey Graves' uh, tweet that he put out there about them getting arrested? No, what was that? That uh, David Otunga had a judge friend that was in town and um, was able to get them released on bail. And then that's it. And then with a, emo- a happy emoji face at the, at the end of it. <laughs> Why why can't they actually be, I mean it's ridiculous but why don't they like make that part of the story What them see, seeing them in night court Yeah yeah no Maybe just behind, like, like domestic abuse cases and shit like that You know like it, it, that would be a great storyline to run on Raw is that like Roman Reigns has one phone call and hey surprise Roman and David Otunga really good buddies I don't know Yeah I I never need to see that again uh a lot of stuff on this raw I never need to see again but the whole wrestlers getting arrested thing I just think it's revisionist history I then go in the back of my mind and I rake my brain I'm like well if that led to being arrested I can name 14 things that I've seen in the last two months on raw that people should have gotten arrested for so that
that got them arrested, but didn't Roman Reigns like murder someone? He literally murdered Braun. Who was there? Attempted murder. You're good. Braun's probably sitting there like, oh, now, now you arrest him. What the fuck? I mean, dude, the, the get the these handcuffs. The, <laughs> the funniest shit is, is that I'm waiting for you to go on another Baron Corbin thing because Baron Corbin is the reason why they got arrested. Are you telling me that a bad segment of television was anchored by Baron Corbin talking on the microphone? Yes, I am. Um, my favorite thing on Raw was not to jump ahead, but seeing the authors of Pain get a new manager. I kind of I wish it was Paul Ellering, but it's not. Uh, but they have a manager, which I think they need because they are floundering in the WWE. They they looked really awkward coming out with him, dude. But that's I mean, how you make these guys who honestly aren't that big compared to the Undertaker and Braun Strowman look big as you put them next to a fourth grader. Yeah, but did they have to put them in the same outfit? Was, I mean, it's I like that was funny. well, <laughs> I, I, so I've had this this hot take about these guys since the moment that I saw them. You know what they need to do? Take them out of this weird shield gear. Put them in suits and make them rip-offs of those dudes from Breaking Bad. The fucking uh, the Salamanca twins. I'm, uh, you're not telling me that that wouldn't get over? Damn. Ha, have, with, the, with the pointy shoes and everything? Oh, my God. They could wrestle in those fucking suits, man. It is amazing the amount of wrestlers between them and the Shield who are allowed to wrestle in bulletproof vests when the part of wrestling that helps you win a match is hitting people directly in the chest. R.I.P. Uh, Big Boss Man, we miss you. And R.I.P. Uh, D'Lo Brown, too. We miss you, too. I think he's dead. Let's talk about the big headline maker on Raw, right? I mean, did we all expect to get this Shawn Michaels Undertaker thing? I mean, I think that's what everyone was talking about. So, right? um, my thing, honestly, I just want Shawn Michaels to just finally just come back since he's always teasing being in the ring and just around, dude. I mean, it's like, dude. First, the Undertaker. That's, that's where you want him back? Yeah, but you know what? Shawn Michaels is good in the ring. Yeah, Undertaker's not. Yeah, I know. Alert. That's why I'm. I mean, I'm just saying. I want Michaels back. Just, just, dude, just give it up, bro. Just come to the ring. Just be there. Once upon a time, Undertaker, 10, 15 years ago, could put some great matches on. Undertaker now, like fake hip Undertaker. I, I don't know if I yeah, want to yeah, see yeah, fake yeah, hip Undertaker. There's nothing wrong with having a fake Look, hip. Look, my my dad and the Undertaker both have fake hips, and you know what my dad can't do. Put on a good match with Shawn Michaels, and neither, <laughs> neither can the Undertaker. Yeah, I don't. I think it's a waste of Shawn Michaels. If the guy actually does come back and he doesn't wrestle someone like Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles, that is a complete waste of Shawn. And why are we rerunning this storyline from 2012? Besides, besides like the characters cast, it's literally the same thing. It's the same thing. They're do, they're essentially doing an end of an era. They bring out Shawn Michaels, and he's gonna talk shit to the Undertaker. The next week, Triple H is gonna gonna talk shit to Shawn Michaels. Then they're gonna have some episode of Raw where they're all three in the ring and maybe Sean's gonna be the referee I don't care man we did this like six or seven years ago let's talk about Triple H and Undertaker for the last time ever is it me or does it seem like they feel like Australia is like 10 years behind because they're doing this booking from like 10 years ago I kind of like it is this like when uh, movies come out in China and England and it's like a movie that came out like two years ago here yes or in Saudi Arabia when they're like uh, we want this match Oh, wait, he's dead? Never mind. We'll take Undertaker. As you may have noticed, parts unknown is getting a little loud, but that's because uh, we're about to watch uh, Serena Williams kick some ass. 
Love tennis. Love it. Uh, Let's talk about the big tag team angle from uh, Monday night, the one everyone's talking about. Um, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode defeating the Ascension, or as I like to call them, the Legion of Don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's not the angle everyone's talking about. We're talking about Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre beating the B team. Finally, that seems like it's over. And we got a real team with the belts. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that we're actually going to have a real tag team division now, potentially on Raw. Well, basically, you do realize that between uh, The Shield and Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre, they have all the belts. Uh, well, almost all the belts. No, actually, they do have all the belts. Yeah, between uh, the six of them, yeah, they have all, they the, have belts. all the, the, the belts, belts that you could have on Raw if you have a penis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense, yeah. If you have a penis... You have those. Yeah, if you're those if you're on Monday Night Raw and 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 you have a penis, you're either in the Shield, or you're Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre or, or Dolph Ziggler. Can I ask your guys' opinion on something? So on penis? Drew McIntyre. No. On uh, Drew Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler are heels, right? But Braun's a, a babyface. So by putting him with them, are we trying to heal Braun Strowman? Are we trying to kind of, I don't know, middle all of them? What are, who are we supposed to root for in this three-on-three feud? I uh, I talked about this last week. I think that the plan is is that they want Braun to, to go heel, and the and the thought is is that they're going to use him to get Roman Reigns more over as a baby face. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to push they want to push Roman and just make that happen. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm trying to make it. fetch happen, Vince. Yeah. By the way, is it me or, you know what? Ah, oh, shit, I know what happened. Teddy called out and invited all these people to parts unknown. That's that's what happened. He's snitching. Are these us. the people waiting to be interviewed for the new general manager position? They are. Yes, they're all being pretty loud in the waiting room, and I don't think they should get the job. You know what? This is a rib, man. I think these are all Teddy's recommendations. This is like Teddy's version of Mr. Fuji cooking somebody's dog and serving it to them. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, what's up with that old lady over there? Oh wait, damn! There's a lot of dudes here too. You know what? Uh, you know what? I've seen all these dudes. They they were on Teddy's Instagram. These are all his hookups. What the hell? And for some reason, they're all dressed like they're in the Authors of Pain. It's very weird. Yo, they there there are a lot of vests in here. <laughs> Authors of Pain would also be a good name for a hookup site. Oh, oh God! Actually, I think you're right. <laughs> Can we talk about what a dog shit name the Authors of Pain is? Like, I like them and all, and like I said, I, I, I hope that... Dude, don't, don't lie. The name was dope when they were NXT. Now that they were Raw, it sucks. A- AOP I like. Authors of Pain just makes you think, what, do they do they write? Are they, like, intellectual badasses? Like, what, what's going it's a, on? It's a seven-part adult uh, fiction novel series called Pain, and they co-write it together. Um, and they wear bulletproof vests while they write because you never know when a bullet's coming your way. But the Especially big, when you're in the hood, bro. Right. And they're both Straight from, bullets. Where are they from, by the way? Do we know? <laughs> one is from, like, Albania. The other one is from Urbania. I Not related. I had to, I got into a thing with my wife because she swore that they were related or that they were twins, and I had to tell her that they're not, and she thought she knew better, and I and was they, like, they I'm a Mark, sweetheart. Um, no, we didn't get into a thing, but we got into a conversation over it, and she was wrong. Um, love you, sweetie. Um, but I will say this. Here's the problem inherently with the NXT tag teams that are huge in NXT, literally and figuratively, the Ascension or the Dissension, as I mentioned, and now Authors of Pain. Once they get up to WWE and they stand next to Vince and he sees that he's like, I don't know, two inches taller than them, he's not going to build them up like monsters, and then it's over. I mean, it's it's literally over Yeah. before uh, it even started. 
Yeah, sorry, War Raiders. You guys are fucked. They are fucked, 100%. I mean, throw in the fact that they're they're out of shape. I mean, look, it's sanity. We're probably going to see a similar thing, as good as Eric Young is. I don't think those other guys are physically big enough to where he... I mean, the one guy who looks like a more out of shape, Josh Barnett, and then the other guy, he's the one guy, I think, who has a chance out of the three is the, the guy who looks like, you know, uh, a more out of shape berserker. What's his name? Kieran Hines or something? What's his Ke- name? Uh, Killian Dane? Killian Dane. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. That, he, he looks like a reject from, like, the first Robocop movie. I think he looks like a wildling from Game of Thrones, but I do think, let's not body shame here, folks, but here's the thing. Um, I don't think any of these guys have a chance because they're not taller than Vince. You know what? You're probably right. Um, other people that are not taller than Vince, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Ember Moon, or Dana Brooke. And it uh, seems like Dana Brooke is leaving uh, Titus O'Neil and uh, Titus Worldwide. Speaking of important stuff happening on Raw. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I uh, th- The only thing I'll say about this match is... Uh, if I could pick somebody from WWE to be on the next All In show, it would be Sasha Banks. Well, that's a fun question. That's a fun question, which uh, Kevin is going to further explore when he does the uh, special episode coming up soon. Yeah, with, look out uh, for that, folks. Mr. Roger Adams, uh, where they're going to be uh, delving in, doing a deep dive into the independent wrestling scene. And, um, you know, let's move on. Kevin Owens coming back after he quit last week to uh, beat the shit out of Bobby Lashley. How'd you guys feel about that? What like what did Kevin Owens do wrong, man? He's getting thrown off of cages, and now even worse than getting thrown off of a cage, uh, fucking backwards. You have to feud with Bobby Lashley. You have to come up with something entertaining with he who cannot be entertaining. What do you think, Scott? Um, so I watched all of Raw, but I, full disclosure, fast-forwarded through this once I saw the carpet in the ring and Bobby <laughs> Lashley sitting on it. I just, you know, I love Kevin Owens. Can't stand Bobby Lashley just from a boredom standpoint. Jinder Mahal, I feel really bad for because I feel like they just wasted that gigantic push they gave him. And now he's middling, literally middling in the mid-card here. Um, yeah, couldn't stand it. Bobby Lashley is Donald Trump's one black friend, and this is the best they can do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's, it's a shame. <laughs> it's a fucking shame. Uh- and that's going to be a wrap for this episode. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties when we were uh, recording. So uh, we're going to have to end it right there. But for more opinions on what Yep I Like Wrestling felt about the rest of Raw and SmackDown, um, you can check out our Facebook page. And look for KD's notes. Um, Curvin does a weekly notes on our Facebook page. And you can find that by going to facebook.com slash Y-E-P-I-L-W. He, he always writes a really great uh, list of notes. And uh, you should definitely check it out. After this, continue listening. I'm going to add the phone conversations I had with some people that wanted to become the Yep, I Like Wrestling general manager. You tell me what you think. It's uh, very interesting, to say the least. Also, make sure you check us out on all social media at Y-E-P-I-L-W. And check us out on all podcast platforms by searching Yep, I Like Wrestling. Take care. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Yep, I Like Wrestling. How can I help you? 
Hey yo, hey yo, what's good? Yo, 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 let me talk to Sonny right quick. Um, speaking, who's this? Hey yo, my nigga, what's good? Yo, this is Team Money, yo. Team Money. Uh, I'm sorry, let me try like one of the events or something. Um, I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I can't, I, I can't really remember who you are. No, no, listen, yo, 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 let me tell you, yo, yo, I love the shit you're doing, son. Yo, yep, I like wrestling, yo, that's my shit, my nigga. Yo, I listen to the podcast every fucking week, my nigga. Let me tell you. Right oh, now, man, thank I'm, you, man. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm your new general manager, my kid. Oh, sorry, I'm your new general manager, kid. I'm telling you, son, put me on. What's good? Oh, okay. Oh, you trying to you want to apply for the general manager position? Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, listen, I got to ask you a couple of questions. First and foremost, why do you want to be the general manager of Yapa Like Wrestling? I'm telling you, we gonna have bitches. We're going to have smoke. We're going to have liquor. I'm telling you, Nick, my nigga is going to be fucking lit. I'm telling you, I'm the fucking GM. Dude, I, I, I get that, but I, I just need to know a little bit more, like, you know, why do you want to be GM and what are you going to do as GM? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, nigga. Look, listen, yo, 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 I'm going to keep that shit 100 with you, right, because you're my boy, right? I just got out. I need a job because my PO and that nigga be bugging, right? So I'm saying, you put me on the podcast, then I got a fucking job. We knock on bitches, we get money. I'm telling you, my nigga, we could do this shit right the fuck now. Yo, hook me up. I mean, my dude, I mean, this is a, a passion project. There's no real salary in it for hooking Yo, I'm telling you, yo, I've got passion. And yo, I've got passion. I'll be fucking my bitch all fucking night long. I've got passion, my dude, nigga. Yo, you do, right? you do this one solid for me. Just do this one solid for me. One song. Oh, dude, I, I need to, I mean, dude, I don't even know you, bro. I mean, you're hitting me up out of the blue. You're telling me that, you know, we're going to get it in and just, and go buck wild. But, I mean, you know, it's about bringing stuff to the podcast and being a presence and, and managing, not just hanging out and being alive and being lit. I mean, dude. It's, all right, all right, okay, okay, let me keep it one there. All right. I haven't watched wrestling in like 20 years because I've been in, right? But the last time I watched that shit, yo, my nigga, that shit was lit. Yo, The Rock was fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yo, I'm telling you, son, I can remember uh, that shit. Uh, Dude, if you don't watch wrestling, you cannot be the general manager of Yep, I Like Wrestling. Yo, it's not that I didn't watch it. They didn't have it inside. Like, when you heard Raw... You was in fucking trouble, is what I'm saying. But so we didn't have raw. Yo, I'm saying like we had raw, but that's not the kind of raw that you're talking about. Like I didn't get down with that. Like I tried it, but I didn't really want to, you know, do it. But you know what, the nigga got to do what um, I fucking do, is what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, yo, the wait, last wait, time wait, I watched wait, it, wait, wait, you sound similar to somebody else I know. Uh, for real? Yo, Kenny, what the fuck, bro? Oh, um, yo, yo, um, yo, uh, yo, yo, my court about to run out, son. Yo, I, I gotta go. Yo, I'll hit you up later, son. Peace. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you can just put that right there. Uh, hello. Yeah, by the way, how can I help you? Howdy, old your neighbor. Can I talk to Sonny Sofrito, please? Who am I speaking with? This is Robert Mitchum shouting out from the great state of Wisconsin. How are you there? Um, I'm good. I'm sorry. Can you hold on one second? Absolutely. Yeah, um, Wisconsin, uh, well... Glad we've uh, reached some people out there, and um, cool. How, how did you hear about us? Well, let me tell you, we've got something out here called GCW, and, well, I'm a part of the Internet Wrestling community. What can I say? You're only as young as you feel, you know? Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, what, what, what is GCW, anyway? I'm not sure if I'm It familiar. stands for Good Christian Wrestling. Ah, uh, um, okay. Sounds really nice. Um, and 
you're calling me today for? Well, I hear you've got yourself into a little bit of a pickle. You're without a general manager. So let me tell you, I'm locked and loaded and ready to take your place. Have you have you ever heard our podcast before? Well, technically, no. However, I feel between you and I, we can make podcasts great again. So what do you think? That sounds like a nice idea. The only thing is that, I mean, our podcast is a little risque. Um, I don't know if it's something that you may want to get involved in. Well, risque, I mean, hey, listen, every Saturday night, I add a little chocolate to my milk, so I know how to get risque here, but it's all about good, wholesome American value. I really, I, I would rather you actually heard our podcast and, and saw the kind of flow that we have before you really jump in to try to uh, grab the position of uh, general manager. I mean, um, you know you know what? How about this? Aside from GCW, is it? Um, GCW. Uh, aside from GCW, what, what other wrestling uh, organization have, have you been watching well let me put it to you this way yes i haven't watched wwf since 1989 it's called wwe e yeah out of here for for world wrestling wait were you about to just say hulk hogan oh yeah i'm a proud hawkster from way back i drink my milk i take my vitamins and I don't let any of those people in my backyard. If you get what I'm saying. Oh hell no! Listen, man, they, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't think this is gonna be the right mix. Um, you know. Oh come on, are, man! You gotta let me in. Uh, I mean, come on, man! Think again. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, what what do you want to know? Who's your favorite wrestler? Rick. Um. Jack Swagger. Yeah, that's it. Jack Swagger. Uh-huh. And um, what's your favorite wrestling move? Power Driver. Yeah, I like being Power Driver. I mean, um, the Tombstone. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's it. The Tombstone. That's it. The Tombstone. That's my favorite one right there. Mm. You know, it's funny. I, I think if you would have started watching wrestling, I think I know what wrestler you might actually enjoy watching. His name is uh, Seth Rollins. That's crazy. Uh, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I know it's Sorry. You're breaking up, kid. Here, you. Sorry about that. You're so sad. Uh, yep, I like wrestling. How can I help you? Hi. Can I talk to Sunny, please? Who's this? This is Sue Ellen Tarrington from the great state of Texas. I hear you're in need of a new general manager. Kenny, stop fucking calling, bro. Damn. Yeah, but like wrestling, how can I help you? Vaughn. Vaughn, general manager. Oh, oh, oh.